The female, Deborah, was used to being studied with intensity. She was pretty and voluptuous. Jimmy's intensity puzzled her because it didn't seem to be at all sexual, and a boy his age and condition ought to be brimming with sexual energy and curiosity. But her accidental exposures and touches provoked no response at all. He never had an erection, never tried to look down her blouse, never left any evidence of having masturbated. At this stage in its development, the changeling could only mimic behavior it had seen. It was learning how to read. Deborah spent an hour after dinner reading to Jimmy from children's books, tracing the words with her finger. Then she would give Jimmy the book, and he would repeat it, word for word, but in her voice. She had the male nurse, Lowell, read to him, and then, of course, he would mimic Lowell. That made the feat less impressive, as reading. But his memory was astonishing. If Deborah held up any book he had read and pointed to it, he could recite the whole thing. Jimmy's mother was encouraged by his progress, but his father wasn't sure, and when Jimmy's psychiatrist, Dr. Grossbaum, made his weekly visit, he sided with the father. Jimmy parroted the list of facial nerves that every medical student memorizes, and then a poem by Schiller in faultless German. Unless he's secretly studied German and medicine, Grossbaum said, he's not remembering anything from before. He told them about idiots' savants, who had astonishing mental powers in some narrow specialty, but otherwise couldn't function normally. But he'd never heard of anyone changing from a normal person into an idiot savant. He promised to look into it. Jimmy's progress in less intellectual realms was fast. He no longer was clumsy walking around the house and grounds. At first, he hadn't seemed to know what doors and windows were. Lowell and Deborah taught him badminton, and after initial confusion, he had a natural talent for it. Not surprising, since he'd been the best tennis player in his class. They were amazed at what he could do in the swimming pool. When he first jumped in, he did two rapid lengths underwater, using a stroke neither of them could identify. When they demonstrated the Australian crawl, breaststroke, and backstroke, he remembered them immediately. By the second week, he was taking his meals with the family not only manipulating the complex dinner service flawlessly, but also communicating his desires clearly to the servants, even though he couldn't carry on a simple conversation. His mother invited Dr. Grossbaum to dinner so he could see how well Jimmy was getting along with the help. The psychiatrist was impressed, but not because he saw it as evidence of growth. It was like the facial nerves and German poetry, like badminton and swimming. The boy could imitate anybody perfectly. When he was thirsty, he pointed at his glass, and it was filled. That was what his mother did, too. His parents had evidently not noticed that every time a servant made a noise at Jimmy, he nodded and smiled. When the servant's action was completed, he nodded and smiled again. That did get him a lot of food, but he was a growing boy. Interesting that the nurse's records showed no change in weight. Exercise? It was unscientific, but Grossbaum admitted to himself that he didn't like this boy, and for some reason was afraid of him. Maybe it was his psychiatric residency in the penal system. Maybe he was projecting from that unsettling time. But he always felt that Jimmy was studying him intently, the way the intelligent prisoners had. What can I get out of this man? A better psychiatrist might have noticed that the changeling treated everyone that way.